seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. And welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we are Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How has your week off been? Yeah, I've been back in work for two weeks, so it was. It seemed a distant memory now, my me, me, me time off work. But yeah, I've been doing good, mate. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a bit warm, though, working in this weather and... Uh, I think I'd rather work than play rugby league in it, though, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I tell you how, how warm has it been the last sort of week or so. It's it's unreal. It's like it's like summer's come early. Well, it is. Yeah, it's like when I was in Spain a few weeks ago with a family, and that it, it was it was nice. But you come back over here, it's even warmer. It's like ten degrees warmer than it was in Spain. So uh, so yeah, it's good. It's good. At least it's dry, and uh, we can't complain. Can't it's nice to have some some good weather. And I had my tea outside tonight, so. Uh, so, happy days. Yeah, just like just like being abroad, having your tea outside. Like, you know, holidays, yeah. <laughs> what have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got quite a bit on the show this week, Rob. We've got the uh, amateur report, we've got the news, we've got a review of the witness game, we've got interviews with uh, a new signing, Greg Burke and Craig Kopjack and Jack Little John, amongst others. We'll have Ian Watson in Coach's Corner, and we'll also be re- previewing this weekend's game against Warrington Wolves. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll start off with a win against Witness last week. So, Salford Devils were victorious last Friday. They beat Widnes Vikings 26 points to 12. A much-needed win, Paul. Yeah, it certainly was, Rob. It was it certainly was a good win. It was, um, you know, it was pressure on on the players and pressure on Ian Watson and the supporters. We were feeling it before the game. There was, you know, the atmosphere. You could have could have cut it with a knife early on there, and, and we went behind as well, didn't we, in the, in the first half and backs against the wall. But it was a good finish to the game and. Particularly pleasing to see Greg Burke with an excellent debut and uh, coming up with a vital try as well for us. And it, it was it was a good result. It was good to see him watching and all the players with a smile on the face at full time. Yeah, Salford's lineup was as follows: Jack Little John at fullback, Bill Olfurts, Chris Wellham, Junior Sow, Jake Bibby, Rob Lewis, Jake Shorrocks, Lamatazzi, Josh Wood, Greg Burke, Tyrone McCarthy, George Griffin at loose forwards, Ryan Leonard on the bench for Salford's Craig Cop, Jack, Logan Tompkins, Ben Nakumbawai, and Ed Chamberlain. Uh, Jack Little John at fullback impressed. Yeah, I thought he did well at fullback. He didn't really do anything wrong. He had a good hand in. Um couple of tries in the second half as well. And we scored some really good tries, some well-worked tries. Chris Wellham took his chances really well. Jake Bibby finished off one. And uh, another excellent, an excellent finish, you know, from, from Greg, who, you know, came into the side and, you know, not, not trained much with the players. But, you know, he, he put a big stint in, played some big minutes. And I was very, very impressed with him. And, uh, you know, Ed Chamberlain only got a, a minute or so at the end of the game. So I'm, I'm sure he'll be, uh, be raring to go this weekend to get into the side. And, 
Ryan Lannan, I think, at Ryan Lannan played 80 minutes as well, so it was a big effort for him. So some big efforts from all the players there involved. And uh, like we said before, it was, it was good to get the win, and it's a, it's a much needed win and a, and a confidence booster as well. Yeah, uh, Chris Wellen scored two tries. What is 150th career try, Paul? You know what a great finish that was. Very pleased for Chris. He's a very likable guy, Chris. He's a, he's a guy that keeps his head down, doesn't he? He doesn't often grab the headlines and. You know, people. He sort of goes under people's radars, but if you think back over the last couple of years, he's probably been one of Ian Watson's best signings. You know, for consistency. You know, the, the tries that he scores, and it's very rare that Chris has a poor game. He comes in every week. He's consistent every week, and he was excellent. I thought against Widnes, and those two tries had to be scored as well. His second one in particular was an excellent finish, um, and he was very unlucky to get Simbin in that game as well, which sort of blotted his, his game a bit, but. I came away from the game thinking he was probably one of the star, men's, uh, star man of the night. Yeah, it was definitely kind of an arm wrestle uh, kind of win. It's important that we pick up points like that in games, you know, like Witness last week. Oh, certainly, yeah, Rob. If, we, if we'd have lost to Witness, it'd have been disaster, wouldn't it? We'd have been on 10 points. Witness would have been on 8 points. There's a two-point gap there. Then it's, you know, you're struggling, really. And we probably would have been looking at a bottom two finish then fighting it out with Witness. So that's given us a bit of breathing space now. It's tough because Huddersfield and Catalan have both been winning and hit a bit of form, haven't they? So, uh, you know, it's tight down there at the bottom of the table. So we needed we needed that win desperately on the back of six defeats as well. It was it was it was just a win to relieve the pressure really around the club and around the players. And you know, it, it was an arm wrestle, like you said. It was tough in parts, but I thought we looked the miles better side in the second half. We we sort of created chances and uh, and, and took our chances and, and came away with a with a good win. I thought in the end it was yeah. good value for it. Obviously, you know, Ian Watson was under pressure before the game, but coming away with a win sort of chalks it all off and we start again, you know, on a winning run. Hopefully, we'll continue that against uh, Warrington this week. Yeah, well, it's a tough game, isn't it, Robert, at Warrington? I mean, it's good for Ian to get the win. It does take a bit of pressure off him. But Warrington's going to be a different kettle of fish on Friday night. They're, they're a good side, aren't they? And no disrespect to Witness, but Witness can't buy a win at the moment, can they? On like nine or ten defeats on the, on the spin, they were beaten again. This weekend just gone heavily at Wakefield, so they look destined to finish in that bottom two now. So, uh, so yeah, let's not just get too carried away with the witness when it was a good win. But now we we've got to look forward to some tough games coming up, two away games now coming up at Warrington and Hull KR before we play Cass at home. So we've got some tough fixtures coming up now. Yeah, you, we spoke to Craig Cock, Jack, and Jack Little, John, amongst others, after the game against Witness, and this is what they had to say. So I'm joined by uh, Ryan Lanning, big win that. Yeah, great win. We knew before this like a four point it was a must win game basically. Everyone knew it was, so we was really up for it tonight. Was there extra pressure building up to the game? There were extra pressure, but we just knew back of our minds it was a must win game, so we could tell from the start we was on straight away, even though they scored first, we were still going strong, so yeah. Obviously, a week off now, another chance to sort of rebuild, ready for the, the next game. Yeah, obviously, we've got a week off because the England game, get a few more bodies back for, uh, can't really do we play next, as you might think it's Warrington, so, yeah. obviously, rebuild, have a couple of days off now, and then rebuild for the Warrington game, because we've got more mental now from this Witness game. Cheers, big thanks for talking to us in the Devil Detail. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cheers, mate, thanks. So, I'm joined by two try hero, Chris Wellham, good win, that. It was, yeah. It was a much-needed win. Uh, you know, we to give ourselves a chance to get into this, well, out of this bottom four. We need a win tonight, and, you know, we, we've got the goods. Obviously, a week off this week. Um, what was last week like, building up to this, this game? Was it a tough one? Uh, it has been tough, because we haven't been playing well. You know, we haven't been winning. So, you know, the last six or seven weeks has been tough. But, you know, we're a good bunch of lads here. We're, we're believing each other, and, you know, if we keep working hard, wins will come, and, you know, 
we've worked hard this week and we've got a win tonight so if we can build on this and put a, get a few more wins together as I said earlier we'll give ourselves a, a fighting chance to get out of this bottom four yeah it's obviously dug in that second half against second half this week dug in again good signs for the future it is you know we, we are a good side uh, we were a small squad um, but we're a good side and as I said if we if we do complete our sets and you know get in an arm wrestle of a game we can cause team problems which we showed in the second half against so like you said and, and again tonight we've just got to be patient and keep building pressure Cheers obviously next game Warrington um, looking for a win there maybe Hopefully yeah um, you know it's a tough game going, going to Warrington on a Friday night they're flying high themselves so We'll, we'll be up against it, um, but you know we'll, we'll we'll back ourselves again and we'll give our best account of ourselves. Cheers, big thanks. Talk to us in the devil of detail. Yeah, solid win. Uh, Some of that we definitely needed after you know, the last couple of losses we've had, and you know this will uh, lift a bit of spirits in the camp. Obviously, second half dug in under pressure shows good signs. That yeah, it does. Uh, you know we've got some great character in the squad, so you know, I think it was down to one sub at one at one point, and you know quite a few of us were struggling out there, but we managed to dig in and. You know, work hard for each other. Obviously, you had a long week this week after the whole game. Was preparations any different being such a big game against Witness? Um, not really, no. I think the more, the more the focus was just on ourselves, you know. We're not put pressure on ourselves. We just went out there and executed what, you know, the game plan we got, we got given. Yeah, obviously, Warrington, next game. Another opportunity for a good, good win there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, everyone's beatable, so we can you know, go into there with uh, spirits high and that and just stick to our game plan and... You know, don't put pressure on ourselves and just go out there and real play. And you know, I think that seems to be working. Obviously, we're in the chasing pack now for the eight. Do, do you not feel a bit of pressure for that, or is it just let's think, go and see how it goes? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you know, we don't want to put pressure on ourselves. You know, we want to go out there and enjoy our rugby, and you know, what will be will be. So you know, let's just take one game at a time, and hopefully, we can away with you know a couple more wins. Cheers, big thanks. Talk to us in the devil of the detail. Right, I'd like to say, Jack Little John's joined me. How important was that for the confidence tonight of yourself and in the team as well? Uh, I think it was big. I think uh, last week we were pretty hard done by. I thought we played well last week and we got away, they got away with it in the first half. So the second half last week was good and I think that continued on tonight. It was a, it was a tough grinding win there. Like It was a 12 off for a long time there and it was a really back-to-back, like nice arm wrestle the whole the whole game and then we ended up coming away with it. So I think that's a, that's really big for us to get a win like that. How have you found it playing at fullback? Do you prefer it to the half-back position? It gives you a bit more freedom? Because you seem to chime in the line a bit tonight. You yeah. know, that try you set up. It was Jake Bibby who scored in the corner. Yeah. You linked up really well with Robert Lewis. Did yeah. you enjoy playing that position tonight? Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, obviously, half-back is my preferred position. But at the moment, I'm playing a full-back and I'm enjoying it. I mean, uh, if I'll do whatever's best for the team, obviously I'll put the team before myself and... Um, yeah, I'll do whatever, whatever it takes. You've got a nice two-week break now until we play Warrington. Yep. What will you be doing that week now? Is it, is it sort of cooling down and, and preparing for that? Now a lot of training, a lot of hard training. Uh, I think we'll have a, a few days off now, straight after the game. Um, get the weekend and a couple of days, and then we'll, then we'll come back in at uh, the back end of next week and uh, start ripping into, ripping into the pre- preparations for Warrington. Well, congratulations tonight, Jack, and thanks very much for speaking to us, mate. Cheers, nice. Thanks. So the players relieved after that good win. Yeah, they certainly was. And like I said before, Rob, I was delighted to see the smiles on the faces. And I was particularly delighted for Ian Watson because he's took some stick, hasn't he, after supporters. I've read stuff about him and things on social media about you know people saying this and saying that and he should be sacked and this, this player should be dropped. And, and it was just nice for him to come back and you know, the effort that he puts in, I was really, really pleased for him. Delighted to see him smiling again because he's had it tough the last few weeks, you know, with injuries as well. He lost some key men in the build-up to the, the witness game as well. 
you know, um, so I think he did really well to, to get the, the troops, you know, firing and to get that win. And, uh, and yeah, the players as well, Greg Berg, it was great to see a smile on his face. He seems a really good bloke as well, a really good attitude. And Jack Littlejohn, I was delighted for Jack as well because he's another one who people have questioned him, aren't they saying he can't play here, he can't play there. But I think he proved a few doubters wrong there. And he's, a, he's a nice bloke as well. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's nice when things go go well for people. Yeah, I think obviously with, with Jack Littlejohn, you know, he's, he seems to be trying too hard for me. But, you know, I think the witness game, you know, he showed what, he's, what he could do there. I think playing at full-backs, giving him the back, a bit of space, a bit of extra space on the outside, you know, to work, work a bit of magic. And, you know, he's settled into that uh, full-back role now. Well, yeah, he's made some mistakes this season. Hasn't he? <clears throat> Excuse me, his passing was a, has been a bit wayward, particularly in that whole game where they give away a few forward passes. But he, he takes time to adapt, doesn't it? And um, he's took Jack a bit of time, but he's got something about him. He's a, he's a clever player. He's got a good pair of hands on him, and uh, you know you've got to persevere with him. He's working hard and and doing his best. And we've not got like a, an embarrassment of riches where we can bring players in bring youngsters in. We've not got an academy, we've not got a reserve side. So Ian Watson's basically got that small squad of players at his disposal. So it's, it's difficult. You can't really drop players and, and you've just got to go with what you've got. And I think he has done. He's kept faith in Jack and hopefully now we're going to start seeing the, the rewards of that. Yeah, and obviously they've had a week off to recharge. The battery's ready for this week against uh, Warrington. You know, it's, it's good that obviously having this breakup of the season allows the players to do that. Well, yeah, and, and don't forget Warrington had a couple of players who've gone over to America and played in the international game over there against New Zealand. Um, Chris Hill was in that and, and Stefan Ratchford as well. So I doubt we'll see those two players this weekend against Warrington. The Steve Price, Warrington coach, will probably give them a, a rest after the, the travelling and whatever they had to do. And Stefan Ratchford's a, a big player out on their side and Chris Hill, big forward out of their team as well. So, um, you know, that could, uh, could land in our favour, but... I'm under no illusions. It's going to be a tough trip to the Halliwell Jones Stadium. Warrington have been a team on, on fire of late, haven't they? And they've got strike players all over the picture. If we're to get anything out of that game, we're all going to have to play, you know, at our very best. Obviously, Warrington's going to be a, a tough game, but every every game's going to be tough from now on, and I'm sure the players will be more confident going into them games after this win. Certainly, every every game is going to be tough now, Robert. Hulk KR. The, the weekend after they're, they're down in sort of below us in the table at the moment now they're going to be strapping for the lives strapping for points we've got Castle for the week after they're, they're looking to get into the top four aren't they they had a good win against Wigan last time out so every every game we've think we got Catalan away they're fighting with us to get into the top eight and then who do we finish up with them we've got Leeds at home haven't we and Leeds, Leeds look where they are in the table at the moment I mean they're looking over the shoulder I think they're three points in front of Salford aren't they so they're not out of that um that bottom four for a dogfight as well. So every game we play now from the, to the end of the season, there's something on the match. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting last couple of weeks in the Super League season, Paul. Uh, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game against Widnes, and this is what he had to say. Coach's Corner. Right, I'm delighted to say I'm with Ian Watson and I've got a big smile on my face and if you after tonight you must be relieved yeah. with that win. No, I, I'm really pleased mate because it's we face a lot of adversity as a, um, as a club at the moment on and off the field and the one thing that's always stayed really good is kind of the character of the players is every week they've still come in and they've wanted to improve and they've wanted to learn and get better and um, so the they need to take all the credit obviously for tonight in the way that they've performed and what they've done there because they're kind of true to form they've faced adversity again in that game there and a little bit like the Wakefield game when we face adversity the boys show the real character 
and they come out and they fought hard for each other and we kind of got the result on the back end of that so it's really pleasing and really kind of proud of kind of the group really for what they've faced and what they've had kind of thrown at them where people just write them off and say that they're, they're kind of not good enough to get the eights then it's um, it's a credit to them kind of how they've come through because it does pile obviously a lot of pressure on and you lost two guys speaking of adversity you lost two guys again tonight didn't you Tyrone yeah, we McCarthy did. went off failed the head test and wrapped my brains who's the other one yeah Tyrone did his hamstring um, we've got Jake Shorrock Jake Shorrock sorry the other one yeah he's poten- well I've just been following him that he's potentially broke his jaw Jake so we're getting that checked out now and we'll know a little bit more later on. So. But that, that gave you two players less tonight yeah. for more, for more work for the players. How impressed were you with Greg Burke? Because he yeah, seemed to do funny. really big minutes and yeah. he impressed me. He shone yeah. tonight. I, I knew what Greg was about. I'm really surprised that witness let him go if I'm being dead honest. Um, we never envisaged um, Greg being let go from them and the fact that witness have let a player like that go who's 25 years old works his nuts off in defence and leads the pack in attack as well. Um, it's, a, it's a big coup for us as a club. I've just spoke to Jack Littlejohn as well. He, I was very pleased for him tonight. I bet yeah. you were as well. You yeah. know, he's been a, he's been a guy that struck a bit of flat this season, and he yeah. seemed to show a bit of confidence. He chimed in the line well tonight. Yeah. How, how pleased were you for Jack? Yeah, Jack shown some real good touches last week at Holloway in the second half. Even in the first half, I know he threw two interceptions. That's that's on me that because what's it? Um, I've put Jack in there, and we've asked him to play a different way. So he's got to get used to that. He's got to get used to a winger jamming in his face, which is you don't have it, um, playing seven when you're playing into the line. You've not got them guys flying out of your line because they're all trying to hold it. But then when you're on the edge, it's very very different. So early teething problems um, with Jack last week at Hull, um, which obviously put us behind the, the ball game. But overall, last week I was really pleased with Jack, and then I thought today he's rugby smarts kind of. Um, works really well for us. Defence as well tonight was good. In patches, I thought Witness defended really well. Yeah, we did. seem to have a lot of ball on their line, yeah. but you must have been pleased with our defence to keep aside to nil in the second half as well. That yeah. must be pleasing for you. Yeah, the big thing is we weren't doing 100, 100 and odd plus extra tackles today, um, whereas every other week we've been spilling ball and we've been making over 150 extra tackles in the other team, and you can't do that. So when you look at our defence, when, when we go equal share of possession, we're a very, very good defensive team and we're a very good attack team. But when you're doing 150 plus tackles, you fatigue, you become kind of rugby brain dead. Um, so you start going one out carries when you want to play with some shape. Um, but that's just kind of that war of attrition, really. And if you get an equal share of it, you come through the other side of it and you can play how we play. You lost a few people in the week as well, didn't you? Yeah. Josh Jones, Lee Moss, and Mark Flanagan. They're, yeah. they're a big hole out of your team, Patty, your spine. Yeah. And you must be pleased with the way guys have come in and adapted tonight yeah. and got your result. Yeah, mate. I thought young Ryan Lannan, I thought absolutely outstanding. He's had to play uh, a full game, Lannan. Uh, I think he might have ended up playing the full game, didn't he? Because he started at me at, yeah. me at loose forward. Um, he's ended up going to the left back row, and I thought he was outstanding when he went on the back row. I thought even young Josh Wood on the left looked really good. Um, like I say, Tyrone coming off, having to play big minutes with Lama. Lama's had to play massive minutes there today as a middle, so it's probably potentially Coppe, Greg Burke, like you say, as well. But it's they've got a desire to do it, and um, that's the big key for us, is players wanting to do it and wanting to perform. None of the players have gone out in the last few weeks and not wanted to perform. It's just things haven't gone our way because we've not controlled the ball. That win puts you on 12 points. Obviously, Catalan played Huddersfield this, this weekend. It was a big win to stay in that fight for the top eight. Yeah. It's getting very intense now. That. Yeah, that's that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep, give ourselves a fighting chance. We'll only do that by winning games. And there's some games that you would have liked to have picked up coming through the season. But it is what it is. The big thing is we're in with a fighting chance now. And um, it's all down to us. It's down to us to see what we can do. Would you prefer to play next week now? I know you've got the week off now. Has it come at a bad time this week off? Oh, it's come at a good time. I was going to say with the injuries and things <laughs> like that, you need about yeah. four weeks off, yeah. don't you? Yeah. With, with the injuries we've got, mate, I think it's come at a really good time. So get a win, 
have a couple of weeks where we can just freshen the guys up a little bit and then obviously get some training in there as well towards probably the back end of the week I think the early part will be very much about recovery next week um, and then at the back end we can get a little bit of work done going towards Warrington How much pressure did you feel tonight because I was nervous as hell coming to this game today but yeah, I, I, do, do you not get nervous or no I do I do <laughs> Because you've got no control, have you? You're yeah. standing in the crowd, and I saw you on the big screen a few times. What were you doing? You're nothing about. Was it when the kid for goal? Radio wasn't working. Oh, but I, I thought because I said to me, I thought, is he moaning because they're not kicking for the kid for goal? Because he weren't for goal. Oh, no, no, I thought you wanted him to yeah. run it. No, we told them to take the two. Right. Um, right. Yeah, we told, them, that, told yeah. them to take the two. The radio worked, and then when you did a message going out right. to um, somebody, but the radio wasn't working. So and they're saying, all I could hear getting back was, I can't hear you, I can't. So then, obviously, it's <laughs> the microphone and the emotion of the game. You start kind of shouting, don't you? Yeah. So I ended up kind of shouting down the microphone, and they're still coming back. I can't hear you. Paul, Paul so, Gleason gets it both barrels off you every week, yeah, doesn't he, Greg yeah, Brown? Yeah, Greg Brown wore there. I think Gleason just puts the headphones on and ignores me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. But no, look, it's part of part of knowing each other and part of being a team. That, but yeah, there was there was no dramas with the two points. We wanted to take the two there, and that's good to um, just a, a technical issue on that one. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's good to see you smiling again, Ian. Yeah. Thanks very much for speaking to me. I'll That's see you in two weeks at Warrington, mate. Thank you. Fun. Cheers. Coach's Corner. So, Ian Watson speaking after the game. Paul, and he was a bit relieved after that result. Yeah, he certainly was. <clears throat> he was a, there was a stage in the game, I don't know if you saw it on the, the replay. I spoke to him about it where he was at... Um, he was shouting at Greg Brown and uh, Martin Gleeson said there in the interview that his headset wasn't working, but I don't, I'm not sure I ever believe him on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I think he just likes shouting, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah, I was very pleased for him, you know, to get the result after all the hard work. You know, Ian Willie coaching Greg Brown, Martin Gleeson, all the coaching staff have been, have been doing, and it was nice to, to see them get the rewards in that game against Woodney. Yeah, obviously looking at the, the stats uh, for the game, the top tacklers in the game, uh, Ben Nakamurai with 29, Logan Tompkins with 39, Craig Gopjack with 28, Ryan Lanning with 27, George Griffin with 42. That's a mad, that's a big effort by George Griffin. Yeah, certainly is 42 tackles in a game. He's like, like Malcolm Alker, he used to be like that, didn't he? Well, I think he's been like 60-odd tackles in a, in a half, wasn't it, Malcolm? But yeah, that's that's a that's a big effort from George Griffin and... Uh, Good display for him from all the forwards on the week last Friday against Woodness. It really was. And as I said before, Greg Burke, who came in, Greg did big minutes. I think he did the first half an hour. So, you know, coming into a side there, you know, raw and not played for us before. He, uh, he didn't show any rustiness or anything and, and seemed to get to grips with the way we play straight away. Yeah, the top meter makers, meter makers uh, Craig Copjack with 130, Jake Bibber with 148, uh, Lamatazzi 148, Daryl Olfert 118. You know, it's a good sign, I think, Paul, when when you're winning, uh, that you've got four or five or six players getting over that 100 mark. Well, definitely, yeah, that's what, that's what wins you the games, isn't it? The forwards putting in the yard yards and, and getting on top, and and that's what that's what it's about, isn't it, really, you know, and, this, this stage of the season, especially in a sort of a scrappy game like that against Wisness, we've said it before, didn't we, about the arm wrestle? You can win that, get your forwards making the ground, giving you the possession, and then you're going to win the game. And uh, one other point we've, we've not uh, spoke about is that, you know, in that game against Wisness, we lost uh, young Jake Shorrocks as well, didn't we, um, in the first half? And I think, has he broken his jaw or he's fractured his jaw? He had quite a nasty injury, didn't he? So uh, that was another blow that we had to, uh, we had to work around in that game. Yeah, obviously injuries, you know, playing in part and part. And obviously Jake Shorts has come in. I thought he had a good game uh, last couple of weeks. You know, last couple of weeks, and it's just unfortunate he's got that injury now, which might probably keep him out for a while. Well, yeah, it is because, like you said, he, he came in and um, 
by all accounts, I, I didn't see the whole game, but he, he did well at Hull. You, you spoke to me about the whole game and said he did well there. And he showed some good touches in that first half against Witness. And he, he's a young kid and it's took him time to, to settle in, hasn't it? And I think we were just starting to see, you know, just to see him click into the side. And then he's picked up a nasty injury like that. So you've got to feel sorry for young Jake and hope he makes a speedy recovery. Yeah. Big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Colin Wilson, gritty, determined win. His man of the match was uh, Rob, Le- Rob Louis. Ch- uh, Chem Bob uh, won the arm wrestle. His man of the match was Junior Sow. Um, and Alan Walker, what a relief. And his man of the match is Junior Sow. I think all them three-word man of the match reports you know, were very, very fair result. Yeah, definitely. There's quite a few players you could have given it to. I mean, I went for Chris Willem. I thought Chris was excellent in, in the game. Um, you know, going forward, his defence as well. Like I said before, he's very unlucky to, to get Simbin. Took his two tries. Well, Robert Lewin, you know, created, was a, was a handful. Jack Littlejohn was a handful as well. And Greg Burt, I mean, how good was he on, on his debut? So I think anybody out there, you know, Ryan Lannan played it big minutes as well. I think anybody you give it to would have been uh, would have been justified in that match. Yeah, obviously talking about Greg Burke, I thought he settled in really well. Kind of a forward that, you know, carries your pack when you know when, when you need it to happen. Yeah, and he's aggressive as well, Rob, isn't he? He's got that aggression and you know, um, that's what we need, isn't it? And he hit that ball there from Logan Tompkins on the burst and went charging through there. He could be the, the sort of fall we're looking for. He's only twenty five years of age as well. And, you know, speaking to him after the game didn't really have any loyalty towards witness at all, did he? He no. said I'm at Salford now and I want to do the best for you. And I thought his attitude was absolutely spot on. You know, speaking to him, he's a nice guy as well. Very switched on. The ambitions in the game, and he's the sort of player you want. A young, hungry player, and uh, I think he'll go far for us. Who was who was your man of the match, Paul? I'm going to go with Chris Wellham. I thought, as I said before, I thought Chris uh, Chris worked really well. He got his 150th try and took his two tries well. He defended well, and um, I just thought he had a really good game. Mate, I'm going to go Craig Cop Jack, 132 metres, 28 tackles, average 10 metres a carry. You know, that's that's the kind of form that made him a, a fan's favourite in that first season. Yeah, certainly is, certainly is. And uh, I believe he's has he got a bit of a knock, he's picked a bit of an injury upon it, so hopefully he'll, uh, we'll, we'll see the squad what we're later this week. I'm not sure whether they've been it, but hope so, because we can do, could do without injuries at the moment. But yeah, Craig, Craig's done really well. And I was going to say to you... Um, where do you see Craig's best position? Do you do you think we're better starting him, or do you think he's better coming off the bench? I think he's better starting um, because he's, he builds a platform, doesn't he? When when he's on the field, and you know, I think when you want a forward coming off the bench, you need someone to come on and make a make an impact, and you know, burst tackles. And for me, Craig Copjack graphs and he works hard, and he'll get you up the field. But I don't see him as a, a tackle burster. So for me, he has to start rather than coming off the bench. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp, Rob. I, I believe that. I, I think he's better. Better start, and he's, um, he's, he's he does have that he does have that impact coming off the bench. But I think with Craig, you get that goal forward from minute one, don't you? You know, he comes onto that ball on the burst, and like you say, with his defensive work there as well. I think I'm in the you know the sort of the camp of having him starting really. Yeah, if obviously you know you're gonna you know me, you know mix it up, you probably put Lamatazzi on the bench because I think when he comes on, you know it really lifts everyone, doesn't it? Because he's he's capable of a big shot. So I think you'd be yeah. better if you put him on the as bench. Long as his shot's fair, Rob. He's <laughs> far too many penalties. He does. He does <laughs> like. That's it. What I like. It. So you're listening, Lama. Yeah. Yeah, he does like he does like uh, the the odd shoulder charge, but you know it's only millimeters. You know sometimes out, and that's uh, that's what rugby league is. It's a tough sport in it, and sometimes timing is everything. And if you're slightly out, you know that's what happens. Yeah, well, he has been this season. He's a good player, Lamb. He's a whole hearted player, but I think sometimes he can be a bit of a liability, can't he? 
you know, coming off the bench, he has he, he was lucky in that match against Widnes. He could have been Simbin there in, in that game. So that's something I think he needs to work on. But other than that, he's go forward. He's excellent, and you know he can put a big shot on as well, can't he? And you know he, he has defenders uh, in, in opposition players worried, doesn't he? So, but yeah, I think like like you say, Lam, I think he's good in coming off the bench because you get that impact from him. Yeah, obviously, great result for Salford uh, beating Widnes uh, last uh, last week, Paul, and hopefully that will kickstart our charge back into the eight. Well, I hope so. Yeah, we've got three points to, to gain, haven't we, on Huddersfield and I can't I've got the lead table in front of me. I know Huddersfield are three points in front of us, aren't they? So yeah, we've got to keep winning matches. We've got to keep winning games, and you know, obviously that that game there. I think sorry, Catalan are two in front of us, and Huddersfield are three in front of us. So we just need to keep winning and. Uh, Hopefully those sides will slip up. Yeah, before we, we talk about the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week, we spoke to ex-Salford player uh, Wayne Godwin. Um, he was there with Rugby AM, uh, sort of uh, following the game. And this is what he had to say about his time at Salford and uh, all things Salford Red Devils. I do know that. So joined by Wayne Godwin. Good win for Salford today. Unbelievable win. I thought first half, obviously, 12-8, they came out, I had a chat to water after the game. But obviously, both teams coming into this, low on confidence, um, not been playing well uh, at the foot of the table. So it's a must-win game, but second half, Robbie Lewis controlled it. They relaxed into the game. Chris Wellham scored his 150th career try tonight. So there's some outstanding display. Must, must win tonight. So... Uh, they showed a lot of adversity with a couple of injuries, obviously, McCarthy going off, uh, Shirox, uh, who's gone to hospital, suspected broken jaw. But other than that, they showed real grit. I've been with it. I watched the game a little bit in the south stand. Yeah. The fans were buzzing and they needed it. Yeah, obviously, a former Salford player. You know, what's it like coming back and seeing us off? Do you know what? I loved it. Uh, I've done a feature tonight for Rugby M uh, on Free Sports. Uh, I've been over this way, so I went down to Willows, the old Willows, and that's the first time I've been there since I played in that game against Catalans, the, first, the last ever game, like 12,000 there. So, for me, big call out. Uh, I know they keep saying it, but Salford fans need to come back and support this club because uh, it's a great club. Uh, there's a hardcore group of fans uh, that have been there tonight. Uh, I've been to the Dog and Partridge uh, with uh, with the guys I there. Was, I was Dennis and Yeah, Sam. Dennis, Dennis, what a guy. Massive thanks to Dennis, uh, uh, Dog and Partridge, all the fans there. I've travelled on the Supporters Trust bus, so I got to experience. Easy, jump on a bus, you're in ground. Yeah, yeah. No excuses, traffic or whatever. I were there in minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you get me? So yeah, yeah. there's no excuse not to get to a game. Support your club. I know the Willows, right? Don't get me wrong. I loved it at the Willows. I, when I played, I preferred playing at the Willows than the AJ Bell. But everything moves on. Everyone's got to move and change it. So they need to get behind this club because there's some great characters. What's, obviously, you're outside the South Red Devils. Yeah. What, what, what's the sort of the view of the club in rugby league? Um, in general, I, in general um, I, I just think they think that the stadium's not in the right place. Um, they've, they've lost that heartbreak of fans just because it, 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 Willows reminded me of Casper Tigers, my hometown club. I love the ground, the concept, close space, like like the Boulevard yeah. all and them, them grounds that yeah they're good but they need redeveloping or or, or they've got to move so they have no choice but um, it, it's been disappointing but obviously a lot of fans are not turning up which the club need them the, the players need them uh, but the hardcore group of fans are still there and hopefully the win tonight will uh, change the season I know it's only one win I get that they've got one week off next week and they've got one in right don't get me wrong I'm speaking to Otto but the con- confidence they've got to win again yeah. uh, they'll get a few players back 
So it should be good. Yeah, well, obviously we've got a new kind of board now with Andy Rosler yeah. uh, and people putting hard work in. Marlon Kukash has disappeared off yeah. the scene. You know, it's a good sign that obviously the new people are in charge of working in the community a bit. Yeah, yeah, I had, uh, I had a chat with the community guys, the youth club. Uh, I got down early, watched the uh, schools finals. Some brilliant talent on show, and it's great that they both sit down there. So they're getting involved in the community, which they need to do. They need to reach out to the community, uh, get some new fans through the door. Uh, and the what players like, don't forget, Steph Ratchford. Right, there's been some, there's been some outstanding yeah. talent produced. Uh, that's just only one player. There's uh, Sneedy. Yeah. Uh, Nile Levels. I know he's not from Salford, but he's one of ours. He's one of yours. Yeah. Uh, brought him from Huddersfield. Done real well. So they can produce kids. It's about keeping them kids and wanting them to keep at Salford, and that's what they need to do. Just get in the community, get some new fans, uh, and pick some real talent up. And don't let them kids go to Wigan St Helens. Get them to Salford. Yeah, I suppose Ian Watson's kind of uh, ambition is to try and get the youth players through. You know, oh, it's massive. A, a team to come to play for. Yeah, of course it is. It's massive. It all starts at the bottom, and it works its way up. I, I'm a massive believer. Uh, I, I work in primary school, so I, I'm, I'm working with children every day on rugby. Uh, not just rugby, physical education, dance, forestry, and kids need it. The earlier you get them, you, you can develop them. You can work on their attitudes, the skills. Uh, so the earlier you get them, uh, I, I'd love to see the 18 back. We can talk all day about that, but eight academies, eighteen scholarships, they need to bring it back so they've got a pathway because Joe Reg, it's not working, there's too many kids getting lost out of the game. Uh, if you sign for, say, Cash, you want to be playing for Cash. You don't want to be going on Joe Reg to Fev, you want to work your way through the academy system, the alliance. Yeah, and you're doing really well, Rugby AM, to yeah, it's, off. Yeah, it's going really well. I, I love working with Alex Simmons and, uh, and Jonesy. Uh, it keeps me involved in rugby. Uh, obviously everyone thinks I'm a bit of a village idiot and uh, I'm crazy but I get, do you know what, it's, it's nice because if I wasn't doing rugby end, for me personally, I wouldn't be at tonight's game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have seen old faces, what I've loved at Salford, I've seen loads of old fans, players, uh, caught with Martin Gleeson, a few of the guys uh, and I get to a game a week, so next week, massive game, I've got to say it. Yorkshire versus Lancashire, Mendo's Jungle, the yeah. Legends, the NCL, biggest game. I'm coming up against Adrian Morley, Salford Legend, for his testimonial, Michael Shent, and them two massive legends. So hopefully, big shout out to them. Hopefully, we'll get a good following, uh, and Yorkshire are going to get the win against Lancashire well, next week. I might just have to edit that bit out. Yeah, edit that bit out, and then week after, I'm in Toronto. So I'm off to Toronto, so I'm getting to a game a week. I love it. Brilliant. Big thanks to us in Devil Detail. So that was Wayne Godwin talking about Salford Devils, Paul. You know, such a nice bloke. Yeah, he was a nice fella, yeah, and a wholehearted player as well. Wherever he played in his career, Wigan, Castleford, Salford, amongst, I think, I think he played at a few other clubs as well. So, so yeah, and good to see him in, in such great shape as well. I know he played at the weekend for the uh, the Yorkshire against Lancashire Legends, didn't he? For Adrian Morley, part of his testimony, we believe testimony, I think it is. So, uh, and he, I caught a bit of that, and he still looks in good nick now, and he can still play a bit. So, uh, so yeah, good to see him there. Yeah, he had some fond memories of, of playing at Salford, and you know, only had good things to say about the club, which which is great. Obviously, you know, he's a real character, and he's good that you know he's able to tell people how good Salford is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we didn't remind him of getting sent off though, did we? At, no. uh, <laughs> the uh, Millennium Stadium <laughs> against the uh, Celtic Crusaders yeah. 2011 in the Magic Weekend. <laughs> so no, we didn't remind him about that. But no, he, he did well for Salford. He put his heart on the line, and he had two spells. Didn't he? he came back? Was it in the 2014 season? He yeah, he came back and played for us on loan, didn't he? He did. He did, and he was he, like you say, he was always quite useful. I suppose he, he was. Following Malcolm, Malcolm, he had like a big mountain to climb, didn't he? Really, but he did. He did a good job for me. 
He certainly did, yeah. And I think he's a player who admires Salford and has fond memories of playing here and you know, made a lot of friends here and uh, has a lot of good things to say about the club. So I'm sure he'd be welcome back anytime. Yeah, he talked about all the uh, the community activities which the club are up to. And, you know, this week they've been fantastic. They've been all over, you know, doing different things in the schools and the colleges. And it's, it's great that they're trying to reach out to new fans like that. Yeah, it's the way forward, Rob, definitely. There's a lot of good ideas and, and things going on at the moment, you know, which we'll be talking about. And, you know, it's good to see all the amateur clubs doing doing well and, and working out. We've got a bit of amateur news in the in the news afterwards as well. So, so yeah, it's all been good on that front. Yeah, so what we'll do now, Paul, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So that, this is the news coming out of South Red Devils this week. Uh, Thursday they're doing a, a forces for a fiver um, offer uh, where if you work for police or the military or a NHS, uh, you get in for five pounds. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good that we reward uh, reward people like that definitely. And uh, that's just up to get a big crowd there on Friday night. I'm sure they will. Warrington are riding high in the table, aren't they? At the moment, actually, they dropped down below Castleford, but they're up there, aren't they? Riding high, playing well. So I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere and lots of people will attend for the fiver. Yeah, uh, other news, Lewis Roberts and Cian, is it Reese? Uh, have been selected for the under-16 uh, Wales training team to face England later in the year. Both uh, sort of young kids coming through at Salford and it's a great achievement for them. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, if you look at the work that the guys down there, the foundation are doing, and you know, Danny Barton, it's, it's been excellent, the, the work that they've done there, and the, the youngsters that are coming through. And it's nice to see, you know, they're getting rewarded now with, uh, with things like that. So a uh, big congratulations from me. Yeah, obviously, it gives, you know, kids, you know, that, that vision, doesn't it? That, you know, motivation that coming to Salford, you know, you might get a chance at the big time and, you know, surely playing at international level under-16s is only going to benefit them. Yeah, of course, isn't it? It's a big honour to play at international uh, any level, isn't it? But under-16s, yeah, I mean, you go back over the years and look at the under-16s, the under-18s, quite a lot of those players have gone on to, to do big things in Super League and in the top flight so I mean it's very exciting for, for the kids and the parents and you know let's um, so hope more kids come down to Salford and we get this under-19s back running you know in the near future and who knows get this conveyor belt started to first team yeah and helps build that community feel Paul both on and off the field which is you know what uh, Andy Rosler's trying to do is trying to get that community feel in the club and it's you know he's doing a great job so far and hopefully the club will continue to, to move forward in that direction yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely a long-term project, Rob. It's not something you can do overnight, but it's nice to see us going in the right direction. Yeah, other bits of news. Uh, the Reds apparel um, have got uh, some new mugs uh, out and about, Paul. Uh, have you seen them? I have seen them, yeah. yeah. I spoke to Andy Ashton today. He was telling me about them, and they look good. I've had a look at them on the website. They're four ninety nine each, aren't they? Rob, can you give us details of uh, what they look like? Yeah, they've got the Willows entrance mug. They've got the Willows goodbye mug. They've got the Champions 1974 mug and they've got the Million Pound mug. All fantastic uh, mugs and definitely uh, be in my mug uh, cabinet. Have you got a cup? Have you got a cabinet full of uh, teacups, Paul? Yeah, uh, I, I used to have an, an old Salford mug, actually, uh, that I got when I first started watching around late 80s, mid 80s. And um, my wife broke it, I think. He got he faded in the in the dishwasher and then my missus dropped it and it's all heartbroken so I could do with a new Salford one actually. Yeah. Obviously, you know, very good price as well, four ninety nine. You know, yeah. I, I think I think the you know the fantastic and also when you take it to work, you put it on your desk, a bit of bit of advertising for the club as well, because people go, Oh, that's a mug, where'd you get that from? 
You could say Red yeah. Zapparel, and then we go that from there. Seventy-four one looks good as well, doesn't it? With mm. That kit they've got on that, that team picture. It's a belting picture. That yeah, I think I might invest in one of them. Yeah. So obviously, you know, things like that can obviously help promote the club out from people outside the uh, the you know the uh, the Red Devils bubble. You know, things like that on your desk. Good stuff. So. Other new, you can, obviously you can find that on the uh, the website uh, www.reddevilsapparel.com uh, if you want to purchase the mugs. Uh, next bit of news, £25 uh, home and away shirts now, Paul. That's that's a very good price. Yeah, how much were they originally, Rob? Were they like 40 Yeah, about 40 quid, yeah. About 45 yeah. Mm. They're, they're good shirt, aren't they? I mean, it normally means we're going to be playing in a different one next season <laughs> and start selling them off. But yeah. they're still, when you think about it, Rob, they're still... Sort of half a season left now. We've got the five or six games left in the, uh, sorry, five games left in the regular season. I'm until the season splits, and then we'll have the, the seven games in the, uh, the the eights, whichever eights we end up in. So yeah, you've got quite a lot of games left. So um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a good price, twenty five pound. They're a nice shirt. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, a bit of extra income for the club uh, as well, you know, because shirts are, you know, everyone buys a shirt, don't they? And you know, it generates your, you know, uh, cash in the tank. Yeah, definitely, and like we said before, they're, they're nice the shirts this season, aren't they? The uh, the old retro style red one and the, and, the, and the blue one as well from like the uh, the early nineties. So uh, yeah, if you've got a spare twenty five, quick go and get yourself one. Yeah, don't forget you clubs you can get tickets for the Warrington game as well. That's another good thing. I think the club get is it twenty five percent of every ticket sold, Paul. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, which is pretty good, obviously. You know, if you go into Warrington, uh, just pop down the club and, and get it. Just helps the club. Little things like that will make a big difference. Yeah, certainly. Well, I'm off to get mine on Thursday. I've got a day off on Thursday. I'll be bobbing down for mine on Thursday. That's good. Good news. Um, other news, Folly Lane, Paul, you've got something from them? Yeah, Folly Lane are looking for new players and, and it's current year five at school. They're looking for year five children to join their established team and welcome children of any ability to come and, uh, and give them a try. It's at Swinton High School, Sefton Road, Swinton, M27, 6JU. It's on Thursday evenings at 6pm. All the coaches are National 2 qualified and DBS check, whatever that means. And if you want to get involved, you can contact Daryl Fairhurst. His phone number is 078-502-68614. Or you can email him at djfairhurst at hotmail.com. That's all lowercase. You can also check out... Uh, Folly Lane at their website and Facebook. It's www.facebook.com slash Folly Lane ARLFC. And they're also on Twitter at Folly Lane ARLFC. So get in touch with Folly Lane. You know, good feeder club for both Swinton and Salford, Rob. Yeah, they've got some, you know, fantastic uh, players down there, Paul. And, you know, very passionate about the rugby league and, you know, giving the kids an opportunity to learn the game. And, you know, who knows the next, uh, you know, big player might come from there. Definitely, yeah. Some great players have come through uh, through folly over the years for for, for both us and, and Swinton and, and for lots of other clubs as well. So great to see them doing well at, at all levels. And yeah, if you what what how old is it? Is year five, Rob? Is that like ten or eleven? Uh, yeah, mm, maybe. Yeah, I think year sevens are like eleven in it. So it'd be yeah, so you be like nine, nine. Or 10, won't you? So yeah, it's a good age to, to, to start rugby league. Then it's to start your rugby league career. I think speaking to Adrian Molly a few weeks ago, I think he was a similar sort of age when he got involved uh, in rugby league. So yeah, if you're uh, if you fancy giving it a go, get in touch with Folly Lane. Well, yeah, all our all our local clubs are thriving. They had like a, a sort of a get together uh, last week with the Salford Devils Foundation. You know, all the different amateur clubs coming together to celebrate. You know, a, a year of, of of working hard. I think it was great that I think Paul. I think it's really important. Everyone, you know, goes in the right direction, and when we want to, you know, improve the game both locally and nationally. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what it's all about. When the youth systems and that, and you look at any successful sides in. 
in any sort of sport, really, particularly in rugby league. If you know, they're doing well, they've usually got a very good youth system and a youth conveyor belt. You look at Wigan, Leeds, St. Helens. You know, they've had it over the years, haven't they? So I think that's 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 the model we need to go towards, and uh, all things like this are helping towards that. Yeah, and then obviously outside the bubble, Paul, uh, they were at the Gold Fest uh, Festival and they're also Presswich Festival as well. You know, I think things like that makes a difference because you're reaching out to people who might not necessarily, you know, get involved in Soul for Red Devils, but at least you're putting yourself in there in the picture and hopefully it might, you know, trigger a few to come down and watch. Well, definitely, yeah. We've spoke about it before, haven't we, Rob, about the, the surrounding areas of Salford and, and Greater Manchester. It's a big area, isn't it? And, uh, there's an awful lot going on in this area, but there's an awful lot of people that you can tap into as well. I know there's a lot of distraction with other sports and other things that are going on locally, but to uh, get there and get people talking about you, I think that's all positive and it's going to help the club. Yeah, uh, final bit of news, Paul. Um, Dr. Devil at Haydock races on, on Saturday, Paul. Brave, brave, valiant effort. But comes up short, finishes second to, is it Ronnie the Rhino? Finished second to Leeds. Oh. Of all teams, we, we finished second to Leeds. And he was winning as well, wasn't he? He was doing really well. But, you know, he's, uh, he needs to get in training, doesn't he? Because his, his stamina <laughs> was a bit lacking there at the end, wasn't it? But he did he did very well, in fairness. It was it looked a long way to me on that, on that video. Yeah, he was favourite after his uh, Etihad heroics because he won that one, didn't he? The Etihad, and you know it was like he was treading because like he's running in treacle at the end there. Uh, but you know, it's it's a good thing. Nowhere that Ronnie Ryan, he didn't did, he? he did, he did. It was like on a motorbike, he came from absolutely nowhere. But you know, it's another good thing. You know, obviously in in the world of horse racing, you know, us being there with uh, with Doctor Devil doing his thing, you know, people will notice that, and hopefully it'll inspire people to come and watch. Let's hope so, Rob. Let's hope so. Cool. So that's all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils uh, this week. Next up, we've got Paul Whiteside's uh, amateur report, and then we'll talk about the Warrington game on Friday. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report, and I'll start off with some good news this week. I know we normally start with the national conferences, but we're going to start off with some of the local sides this week. Big shout out to two teams, our local junior side, Salford City Roosters under nines. They had a fantastic win on Sunday. They won away from home at Rochdale, so a big shout out to Salford City Roosters under nines and Langworthy Reds under 14s. They also had a terrific win on Sunday, so big shout outs there to those two sides, and uh, congratulations and best of luck with the rest of the season. Well, as I mentioned last week, it was the President's Cup on Wednesday night at Rochdale Mayfield, and there was two results to bring you from that. The England Universities beat the UK Armed Forces by 40 points to 22, and the Great Britain Police drew 36-36 with the Great Britain teachers, so two fantastic games there on Wednesday night in Rochdale. We'll start off now with the... Um the Northwest Youth League, we'll have a look at the results there. There's only one result to bring you from our local sides on Sunday. That was in the under 16s Division 2. Saddleworth Rangers 18, Langworthy Reds 20 under 16s there. So big win again for Langworthy Reds. Congratulations there. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 1st of July, are as follows. In the under 18s Premier Division, it's Lee East against Waterhead. Division 1 of the under 18s is Oldham St. Anne's against Pilkington Rex. Division 2 of the under 18s, it's Saddleworth against Burtonwood and Chorley against South Trafford. In the under 16s, Lancashire and North West Youth Cup semi-final, it's Lee Miners against Oldham St. Anne's. And in the under 16s, Division 2, Langworthy play West Horton, Waterhead play Wigan St. Cuthbert's. Division 3, Clockface Miners against Salford City Roosters and Rochdale play Ulverston. The North West Men's Leaders 
there's quite a lot of games postponed and no results this weekend just gone. But there was a fixture on Thursday night, the 22nd of June. Manchester Rangers drew 32 points apiece at home to Charlie Panthers. On the, the rest of the results were on Saturday. Division 2, it was Lee East A0, Oldham St. Anne's A48. And in Division 5, Latchford Albion 50, sorry, Latchford Albion A50, Berry Broncos A4, New Spring Lions 28, Littleborough 22. The fixtures for this coming Saturday in the Premier Division, it's Haysham Atoms against Folly Lane. In Division 2, Berry Broncos at home to Ulverston. Manchester Rangers play Wigan St. Cuthbert's. Division 3, Langworthy Reds against Rochdale Cobras. Division 4, Caddy's Head Rhinos at home to Kulchef Eagles. Garswood Stags play Saddleworth Rangers A and Division 5 it's Higginshaw versus Berry Broncos A and the Ryland Sharks versus Bolton Mets there's one fixture in the Merrick League that is between Goldbourne Parkside and Ashton Underline well it was a Lancashire versus Yorkshire game this weekend on Sunday uh, sorry on Saturday at the Menderhose Jungle in Castleford we had the Legends game as well I'm not sure who won the Legends game because I've not watched it back yet. But the game between the amateur players finished up Yorkshire 38, Lancashire 12. There's a few players from our local sides involved in that. Ethan Lankhorn played in the centres. He plays at Saddleworth Rangers along with Gareth Morgan who also plays at Saddleworth Rangers. He was the hooker. So congratulations to Lancashire there. They lost by 38 points to 12. Turning our attention now finally to the National Conference Leagues. It was a miserable Saturday for... Um, Salford City Rooster, sorry, Thursday night it was. Salford City Rooster went down to clock face minus 86 points to nil. So... Big defeat there for the Roosters. Clockface currently second in the table. Salford City Roosters now second bottom in the table there. They were looking to put things right this weekend when they are away to Barrow Island. The rest of the results from the weekend. Saddleworth Rangers had a good win. They beat East Leeds by 46 points to 28 in Division 2. In Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's beat Dewsbury Celtic 35 points to 20. And Waterhead Warriors went down 28 points to 20 away to Wollstone Rovers. So the fixtures for this coming weekend, Saturday the 30th of June. They're all 2.30 kick-off seas. It's Rochdale Mayfield against Thato Heath Crusaders. That's in the Premier Division. Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers against Hunslet Warriors. Division 3, Barrow Island against Salford City Roosters. Gateshead Storm against Waterhead Warriors. And Oldham St. Anne's entertain the clock face miners. That's all I've got for you. I shall see you at Warrington on Friday night. Days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. It's time for the devil of the details. So, so for the devils take on one and two wolves on Friday, Paul, after the big win against Witness, another opportunity to kick on. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big game for for both sides, really. You know, Warrington at the top of the table at the moment, currently sitting in fourth position. I think they are four points in front of Hull, who are in fifth. So they're sort of cemented there at the moment, aren't they? In that top four with five games remaining this season, aren't they? Looking at their squad, they've got some quality players, and and for us to to get a result there, I think I think most Salford supporters would uh, it'd probably be surprised if we were to get a result there. I mean, I'm not being too defeat is there I think it's going to be a tough game to go to but who knows You know, we're playing, we play well against Witness and we've got to carry on that momentum now and uh, just test ourselves against a good side like Warrington yeah Warrington's our local sort of derby and it's always great to go to Warrington always a fantastic atmosphere and you know under the lights at the Halliwell Jones Stadium on Friday you know if, if the weather continues as it is which it's supposed to do you know it's going to be a great night yeah, it certainly will be. And we look at last season, Rob, we had a fantastic win there, didn't we? We absolutely took them to school, didn't we, last season? 38 points to 12, was it, in the end? And 
what a difference the 12 months make. You know, I don't think Warrington have they've not made wholesale changes. Have they brought Ben Murdoch Masilla in and, and Tyrone Roberts and just a, a Steve Price, the new coach, has done a few tweaks here and there, and, and they've looked a totally different side this season, haven't they? And uh, you know, Big Ben has has moved on from Salford and hit the ground running at Warrington and. You'll be expecting him to have a big game against us on, on Friday, but that all adds to the spice. It, it, like you said before, it's always a fantastic atmosphere. I did a, pre- a preview for um, Salford uh, Supporters Trust this week about the old games and some of the games there, thinking back about them. And we've had some great tussles there over the years. We had a few hidings as well, but we've had some great games there. And uh, I'm sure Friday night is going to be a great atmosphere, as you said. Really sunny night, big crowd. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think the big uh, player for them, uh, Paul, uh, is Kevin Brown. You know, he, he's the man that makes them tick. Struggled in his first season at, at Warrington, but seems to have found that, you know, bit of magic. Yeah, he does. He does this season. It all helps when the, the players around you are playing well as, as well. They've, they've got a decent pack, haven't they? As I said there, Ben, ben Murdoch Masilla playing well. You've got the hooker, Darrell Clark, who's um, coming to his own this season. Haven't you? Chris Hill, who's been on international duty. and Stefan Ratchford, another very elusive player who can play all over the park. And, and, and Tyrone Roberts as well. The other half-back, he seems to have settled in well with Kevin Brown. They've seemed to have made a good partnership there. And obviously the signing of um, the wingman from, from Sale Sharks, what's his name, Josh Chandler. And he's, he's proved a really good signing as well. So they've got that pace, haven't they? Ryan Atkins, you, you, you can name him, aren't they? They're full of international players and high-quality players, aren't they, all over the pitch. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing all the way this season, I would have thought. They're still in the Challenge Cup. And um, I think they're going to be in that top four and there and thereabouts at the end of the season as well. Yeah, they're very experienced, Paul, but have, have, have they gone over the edge? Have they got too many old players in that side? In what side? Yeah. Um, you know, Westwood. I think, yeah, you've got, like I said, Ben Westwood, haven't you? He's, he's knocking on a bit now. And, uh, Atkins. Chris Hill, I think, is another one. Yeah, there's a, there's a few old old stages in there. Kevin Brown's no spring chicken, is there? Um they're vulnerable, I think. You know, Castleford beat them a few weeks ago. I don't think the defence is um, is marvellous. I think you can score points against them, but you've just got to stop stop them from scoring, haven't you? And uh, like I said, they've got they've got strike players all over the place, haven't they? But if we can go there and and defend, you know, this season we we've shown we can defend in, in long spells, and goal line defence has been good on, on occasions. You know, obviously at Hull it wasn't. We got we got blown away in that first half, but we, we can't afford to go into the game like that. You've got to be, be good from the word go. You know, frustrate Warrington, slow him down, and uh, you know, get him into an arm wrestle with us. If we go there, like we did it all, and just capitulate, you know, it's, we're going to be in for it for a long night. Yeah, obviously, looking forward, Paul. You know, that top eight battle—it's a game we kind of have to win if we want to, you know, push into that up top eight. We've got to look at the fixtures to come, and for me, Warrington away, considering our records there, is quite good. It's a, it's, it's a must win. For me, yeah, well, uh, Warrington away is a must win. Yeah, well, the, the, looking down the fixtures, you know, we've got a, is it a three-point gap between us and us and eighth. We have to oh, kind of, we have to find. I think, is, Rob, I think if we if we lose this game, it, like I said, it, it, it's going to be hard to win. And if you ask most Salford supporters, they probably say, I can't really see us winning. You have to be very, very optimistic when you say, yeah, we're going to go and beat Warrington. Uh, if we if we are to lose this game, we're looking at the other fixtures. Hulkingston Rovers play Huddersfield Giants on Friday night, so. There's a chance there that Huddersfield might win that game. Obviously, if OKR win it, they're only um, a point behind us then. Mm. So that that game's a, a, another difficult one. You know, two low teams around us playing against each other. And then on uh, Saturday, you've got Catalan Dragons at home to Castleford. Catalan Dragons are two points in front of us at the moment. Down there in the south of France, I can see Catalan Dragons beating um, Castleford. So 
then they become even further behind us. And then the week after we go to Hull Kingston Rovers, that puts a load of pressure on that game. I know you've only got to take one game at a time, but we are behind the eight ball a bit now, aren't we? With this, with this top eight, there's a bit of a gap there of three points, and we can't afford to, to lose games. So you're dead right. But you know, it's an important game that you know we, we need to win, really. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game uh, against Warrington, Paul. Uh, it's a tough one, a very tough one. I've been thinking about it all week, and I don't know. Castillo's winning there. Me head says Warrington, but I'm going to go for twenty points to eighteen to solve them. Twenty people might say you're crazy, but <laughs> twenty. On, we need a result. We do twenty points to eighteen. You're not going to go for that. I'm more confident. You, I'm thinking Warrington uh, is a, is a game which we usually turn up in. Uh, we beat Witness last week, so we're going to be going into it confident. Uh, we've had about six weeks of sun, so the pitch is going to be firm. So we'll be able to run fast. So I'm thinking Warrington 10, Salford 36. Three what? Six. 36, 10, Salford. And Jack Little John to score two. There you go. That's a bold prediction. That's a what? Our predictions for the witness game were good, weren't they? I know. I went too far out, were we? What did I? Well, I said 24 12. It was 26 12, mm. wasn't it? So it was only two out. What did you say? Didn't you say 26 10 or something? Something like that. I was I was sweating at the end. I thought this could be it. This They've gotten the yeah. Nando's card out ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ready to, ready to, uh, ready to use. So, yeah. Come on, boys. Get the uh, get the win. So then Paul could take me out for some tweet. Yeah, I don't think I'll be taking you out this week. I'm not with 36 10, but you never know. You never know. Let's be positive. Let's be positive indeed, Paul. Just before we go, though, uh, talk, let's talk about the England game. Uh, they beat uh, New Zealand at weekend, Paul, in Denver. You know, good win, that. Yeah, it was. It was an excellent win. I watched that on um, Saturday night. Well, I watched most of it. I nodded off in the second half. I was a bit tired. But yeah, it was an excellent win. You know, considering the start of the game as well, you know, uh, it was 12-0 down, I think, at one stage, wasn't it? We got it back to 12-10. And, and yeah, excellent win, excellent second half performance, especially there. It looked really warm there, didn't it, in Denver? And great win, you know, New Zealand, no mugs, and, and to, to turn them over like that, it was uh, was very pleasing and uh, you know very very positive. There were some good performances there. Young Jake Connor, the, the lad who plays it all, I thought was thought was really really good. So uh, a lot of positive to take out of that game. I, I watched the um, another good game. I watched with the State of Origin. Um, that was on Sunday. I watched that on Sunday evening as well. I taped it and I managed to avoid the score all day. What an what an excellent game that was. Did you watch that, Rob? I didn't, Paul. Who, who won? Oh, it was it was absolutely amazing. If you get a chance to watch it, New South Wales won, so they've won the series. Have they? No, but they decided, I think, it's a week on Wednesday. Ah. But what, the atmosphere was absolutely amazing. 80-odd thousand there. And oh, it was just... It, it, it just really was something else. You know, the coverage as well on the Australian sports channel. You had Wally Lewis, Peter Sterling there in the studio and some, some great players. You had Darren, you had Darren Lockyer uh, doing interviews and he just seemed to have it. It's like a who's who of, um, of like television crew. Andrew Johns as well doing like touchline touch reporting. It was absolutely brilliant. Brilliant spectacle. Great game as well. Some great tries. And uh, New South Wales won, I think, 22-14 or 22-18, something like that. It was a great game though. Yeah. It's obviously it's a fantastic, you know, spectacle, fantastic occasion, uh, Paul. It's kind of like our Lancashire and Yorkshire, but you know, it's obviously miles bigger in it than that. Um, do you think, obviously, looking at you know the future, we should be introducing like Lancashire and Yorkshire to kind of sort of compete with that? But I think the other reason Stereo Rogan is so good, everyone buys into it. The club clubs release the players, let them play. Uh, while when we had this, uh, the War of the Roses here. The, the, the clubs weren't too, you know, keen to let players go, were they? So I think it's to get 
us as competitive as them, we have to kind of have a Lancashire and Yorkshire kind of like thing going. But obviously, everyone's got to buy into it. I mean, the clubs have got to let the players go and play. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the state of origin, that started in 1980, so it's like 38 years now. And I think if I was listening to Phil Gould at the weekend, and, and he was sort of saying, you know, who'd have thought, you know, 38 years ago it'd be this big now? Because they started off small, didn't it? And people didn't think it was going to work, and it's just got bigger and, and bigger. And really, now when you look at it. I look at it and every every time I watch it, I always think it's like a trial, really, for, for the test team. Those those lads are playing against each other and bashing hell out of each other because they want to play for the Kangaroos, don't they, which is the pinnacle of Australian rugby league. And and that's what they are. They do trials, really, to, to play for your, for your country. And that's what we should bring in here. Sometimes I think, you know, we treat, you know, the, the clubs, they treat the international game with a bit of, of disregard, really. And, and don't give it the respect it deserves. And I think Super League's got a lot to, to answer for with that, really, when that was brought in. And, and the people who run the game at the time and the chairmen, you've got to, you've got to have that bigger vision, you know, rather than just a small vision of looking after your club. And I think that that mentality runs through it for a lot of clubs in rugby league. And it's going to be difficult to to ever get out of that, really, now the way the way the game's being run. But um, yeah, Lancashire and Yorkshire would be ideal, really. But whether it'd ever take off like it does in Australia, I'm not so sure it would. Yeah, I think the big difference between us and Australia is no promotion, relegation in Australia, no fear of going down. You can throw kids in and, and let them develop. But here, you know, you've got to make sure you stay in the Super League to start with. And that's what clubs are. You know, that's the main concern in it until they get so many points. Then we'll go where, you know, get to the top eight and see what happens. But I think that's the main difference. I think you've got the ability to grow uh, in the Australian game more than you have here. Yeah, well, I think there's another side of the coin to the Australian game as well. It's like in, um, over here in this country, you've got young kids at school and sort of 99% of them will, will go and play football, won't they? Or, you know, they'll go and play for a local football team. Whereas you go to Australia, the kids over there, how am I trying to word it now? I need to get this right. It, it, over in this country now, there's only a small pool to pick from because mm. most kids won't play rugby league, will they do another sport? But in Australia, the majority of the kids play rugby league, so you've got a massive pool of talent to pick from in the first place, haven't you, if you know what I mean? So, and it's their sort of number one sport. So it's always going to be hard for us to, to compete with them in, in, that, in that sort of uh, area, really. But, uh, but yeah, it's just something we've just got to keep plugging away at. But, you know, Australia, they are sort of light years in front of us at the moment. Yeah, we've got to try and grow the game, Paul. And obviously, in Denver, 20,000 crowd there in America. You know, I don't think they would have got a bigger crowd over here, so I think that's a success. Yeah, it was a good crowd, yeah. It looked a good atmosphere as well, and it's all about spreading the game, and if people are enjoying it over there, and, you know, they're trying to grow the, the game over there with Toronto. I know that's in a different country in Canada, but it's that neck of the woods, isn't it? So, um, trying to grow the game in Canada and, and, and North America with the Toronto Wolfpack. So, so yeah, that's what it's all about, and it was good to see, you know, 20,000 people rolling up there. I mean, I think the rugby league will be pleased with that. You know, if you'd have said 19,000, 20,000, I think they'd, they'd have bit your hand off for that. So it was a good spectacle, good game as well. England got the win. And uh, let's hope we can do more of that now in the future. Yeah, and hopefully, Paul, it'll sell a few more tickets uh, for the Autumn Internationals um, and is it Liverpool, Hull um, and somewhere else. Yeah, I hope it does, Robert. I'm really looking forward to the, the Autumn Internationals and the, and the Test Series there. and. The, the one at Anfield as well, that's, that should be should be great. That'd be great to fill Anfield because I think that ground holds about 40,000 or something like that. So it's not not a huge ground, but it'd be great to see it full, wouldn't it? And it's a, it's a ground that's sort of quite local to the heartland of rugby league. Isn't it? You've got St. Helens, Widnes, Warrington, Salford, Wigan, um, 
all those those sides in that area. So uh, so yeah, it'd be great to see that at Hull as well. You usually get a great crowd for, for test matches up there. So. It should be uh, should be an excellent series. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully we'll be celebrating another victory against New Zealand and then, you know, kicking on against the Aussies in a in a few years' time. So that's the end of this week's Devon the Detail podcast. Been another good, another good show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, Rob. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to uh, to Friday night and uh, let's see how we can go on it. And hopefully I can get this Nando's off you. Yeah, well, can we waiting for this Nando's when uh, we're reaching over the line with 30, 30 was it thirty sixteen and. Uh, Little John plumps the ball over. I'll be jumping up. I'll be jumping for the joy at that point. Yeah, we'll have to invite him out with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of this week, Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Day. Live. Radio contact.